Say your prayers, Toidles. Live from the Technodrome in Dimension X, it's the Shredhead Pod, starring your host, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shredder. Hey, welcome back, jerks, and welcome me back, you jerks. It is I, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shredder. And back where he rightfully belongs, my man, my main brain, the mayor of Dimension X and the producer of this very podcast. Last week he was your host, this week he's back home behind the ones and twos, of course I'm talking about my best friend, Krang. 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 All right. Don't worry about it, Krang. It happens. Um. What's that? No, never mind. Damn, nigga. All right. Um. Yeah, we we supposed to just skip right over the mistakes. This this here this is this is a this is just a dog and pony show that we're holding here. So, it's it's all right, man. Krang, let's just get to the shits. To the shits. Thank you, Krang. Thank you. Uh, yo, where's my phone? We're, of course, going to get into some national BA action as we, uh, really haven't gotten into any, uh, we've, we've got our, we've got our league pass now, uh, and we're ready to get back to what we do best, and that is talk national BA. We're gonna talk some hoops all in your face. Um, let's see here, let me get to my notes app. Uh, well, of course, I mean, without looking anything up, we're going to talk Knicks and Bulls. Um, of course, uh, it was Joe Kim Noah Knight. You know, Krang. Anyway, um, nah, man, I mean, I, I, I really, I, without being an irrational bull, I mean, bulls. Knicks fan, fan of the New York Knickerbockers, of course. I um, uh, I just want to speak for a second for how, how good it is, um, for Knicks and Bulls to matter. Uh, of course, one of the storied rivalries. If you're listening to this pod and you're like, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you're of a certain age, but if you were born in the '90s. You were a baby, um, you were like a tiny baby when this was relevant, and, um, right, um, crank, chill, um, when, when this was a relevant, viable rivalry, um, you were a little baby, and you don't understand why this is such a big deal, uh, Nick's Bulls, man, Nick's Bulls. Joe Kim Noah Knight. Um and uh one of one of the one of the last great trolls of the NBA. Um hey, yeah. <laughs> Draymond's another there. And um hey, yeah. we 
a little bit later on. Actually, that sets me up for later on. Uh, we're going to give uh, top five, top five goons in national BA history. So stick with us for that. Um, but like I was saying, Joe Kim Noah Knight, Derek Rose came. He showed his ass. He, I mean, didn't necessarily have the high score, but I, I, I paid particular attention to any time Derrick Rose plays against the Bulls of Chicago because I I, I still and, and and the audience, the crowd uh there in uh what do they play? The United Center United Center Geez. Um Is that where they're playing? I believe so. Anyway, I don't care to look it up. Don't worry about it, Krang. Um I feel the people of Chicago uh, still are firmly behind Derrick Rose and any success that he may be able to find in this league. Uh, having come what I don't, I don't want this is going to sound bad, but um, he he's definitely not the player that he used to be. And you know, just the father time being undefeated, you would think that there would be some decline naturally. Um, but, I mean, whatever, man. You know, uh, giving up his, his, his damn near his life and limbs uh, in Chicago, that playoff game where he, what, what did he write? He was in the 40s, I believe. They, he, he gave them niggas 40 hey, points. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at least 40, I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly. I do remember being injured on a play late in the game though he was probably should have been pulled out but that's just the way things shake out man you can't blame the player for what happened um you know de uh, injuries are a part of the game it it sucks that 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 injury in particular took away one of the NBA's uh well it it dimmed a, a star in the league, a man who should have had a much more storied career. You think of him, you think of, <clears throat> pardon, you think of him, you think of guys like Grant Hill, um, you know, who, who weren't able to have a long, uh, um, uh, what's the word? A long storied, long, illustrious career in the NBA, men who should have had um, many championships over uh, the world, time over, uh, many uh, all-star games over and over, uh, but it didn't work out that way, man. But uh, anyway, the uh, the tenth grader uh, uh, Caruso, Alex Caruso, played an amazing game. Uh, in the end, it was the Knickerbockers who triumphed, uh, of course. So I I was ecstatic. I uh, I took to the streets of Dimension X and yelled about the Knickerbockers, and of course no one cared because they don't care about basketball. We got we about to talk about build you up, my nigga, because what we what what you know what I'm glad you I'm glad you're out here having a good time, Krang. I I love it when you have a good time anyway, man. You're you're my boy, but um. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and 
first of all, y'all don't know this about Krang. Man, set your ass down. Nah, nah, Krang, you set your ass down. Y'all don't know this about Krang, but he is an avid Lakers, Laker fan. And um, he just conveniently... Yes, I'm outing you, Krang. Damn, nigga! And uh, you know what he did not talk about last week? You know why he wanted to brush past the National BA talk last week because his Lakers are doing abysmal. That's right. They are having you a, do this every time. Yeah, no, you do this every time, Ugh. nigga. God, choking on my own rage here. Yeah, you'll sound like every one of the Lakers when they choked the other night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, that's not to say that the Thunder... Um, are not a great team, but, and I mean, they're not, that they're actually, they were winless until they took out the, the Los Angeles Lakers, yeah, that's right, and not only that, weren't the Lakers up by like 20 something points, weren't they up like 26 points, what? Uh, the the Lakers were up like 26 points and then the young guns of Oklahoma City uh, just just took them on hey out. come on come on I know right but um whoa buddy Brody not playing amazingly uh, I think was was Braun it, it shouldn't matter it should not matter if you have a team down 26 points you can't go completely cold in the third quarter like what was y'all doing niggas came out there as if they had been wobbled uh in the locker room maybe some 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 early uh celebrations going on there uh yeah man anyway suffice it to say the knicks are great the Knickerbockers are doing an amazing job this year. We're building on last year's success. Uh, and the Lakers are a shit show. And that's fine, man. Shut up, bitch! Hey, I told you about that. Um, anyway, yeah. Also, I, uh, uh, Grizz Grizzlies, Grizzlies Warriors, uh, it's a good game. Um... The, the 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 grizzly bears of Memphis, uh, namely uh, Ja Morant. I like this kid, man. I I like his uh, his gumption, his get up and go, and uh, he went toe to toe with uh, Steph Curry. Steph, who was just, I'm I'm convinced Steph Curry has made a a, a lifetime deal with with Satan because there's no way. <laughs> No way he should be. It's not even like he gets better. It's, it's what's scary about about uh, Steph's game is that if he's just shooting the way he shoots and the way he dribbles, it's not you know it's not a lot of hard cuts or a lot of explosiveness like say. Uh, uh, like a Derrick Rose, like Derrick Rose, who still, you know, if you notice and if you're watching the game, 
If you're watching Derrick Rose on the floor, he's still just as explosive as he is going to the basket. Um, you know, with his just the the dribbling, his 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 movement in traffic. Um, he's very explosive off the, off the the dribble. That first step is a doozy. He just can't get up and Jumanji dunk like he used to. Uh, which I mean, that just happens over time. But when you're nope. What? Oh, yeah, right. He, he he can't do what he used to do aerially, but still on the floor, he's he's still a tough take. So um, anyway, there's none of that. There's very rarely any of that in Steph's game. He's not exploding to the basket or anything. He's just fooling you, and then normally there's an open lane to the hoop. And if there isn't, of course, he can just step out of his car and shoot from the parking lot uh, which is really, really demoralizing. <laughs> um, Got <him. laughs> Every time. Every time. And the nigga shoot from, from the logo, and you've probably by now seen uh, the, the, the footage of uh, Layoff P uh, asking him to shoot one from the logo. And of course he just does. He was going to do that anyway. Uh, Krang, you don't have that sound bait of the lady, the old lady on the porch. Uh, saying I was going to do that anyway. Yeah, you probably don't. Nope. Uh, any, yeah, anyway, but you know the one I'm talking about. I was going to do that anyway. Yeah, he was going to do that anyway. Uh, it really sucks to play a guy like that. Even if you beat them, um, he makes you sad as a defender. Uh, anyway, he kind of hoops like it. I'm, putting, I'm, I'm going to put together a team of guys who hoop like assholes and uh that that's why he and lebron got along so well in the in the all-star game uh when they were playing together they they enjoyed playing like assholes together um <laughs> but you know uh hopefully we never i i would i would be staunchly opposed to seeing them play a whole season together that i would i would actually be mad about that um you know Anyway, uh, talking about, well, all right, um, Crank, I think right now is a good time to take a break because I am ready to switch gears, uh, and hop straight to the Cretan of the week in a minute, uh, so let's take a break and let's come back with the Shredhead Pod, y'all. Masters Shredder. Okay, Jack, this is a We Should Do This Again sometime podcast ad take one. In a world where laughter was king. No in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of podcast. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time. Jack, this is a cartoon movie, and we make it too if you use that. Uh, can you say We Should Do This Again sometime is hosted by Kat Chinetti and V. Mark Rob, please? One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. Okay, bro, that's enough. We should do this again sometime with Cat and Mark coming to a podcast app near you. Someone get this guy out the booth, please. No, I like it in here. Masters Shredder. All right. Welcome back. Our triumphant return from commercial. Uh, so... You know, once in a while, 
once in a great while we like to we don't like to but these things from twitter arise and um i don't know man this is just so weird um there was a there was a young lady uh by the name of kia speaks on twitter who uh said end quote buy a gun which is in quotes is a lazy response to give a woman who was threatened or assaulted by a man please stop saying it it uh it received thirty thousand uh well thirty and a half thousand likes uh nearly nine thousand retweets lots and lots and lots of replies um for me, um, I replied, and I feel like I was in the, uh, I feel like out of the men who replied, and of course this is what will happen, um, I feel like I was in the minority, to which I replied the number of niggas in these replies saying, Welp, sometimes you gotta kill a nigga to protect your body who will never have to kill a nigga to protect their own bodies is astounding, but not. Empathy is a lost art. And, um, and I guess that rubbed a few niggas the wrong way. One in particular, um, you know, and, and, and I think, I will say, I guess, in fairness, not all fairness, but in fairness, um, there are people who will just say you have to push past that baby you just gotta you just gotta learn to uh become a killer i guess uh there there and it, it's it's hella reductive and uh oversimplifying a solution to a problem that yes i you know um You know, I personally, I, Orokosaki, a.k.a. The Shredder, um, I know that I myself am perfectly capable of taking care of myself in any kind of situation where fisticuffs or firearms or melee weapons um, is a reality. For me, you know, I've spent years training. I've, you know basically zero fear of taking life or having my life taken especially seeing as how i have legally been declared dead on several occasions um i uh i don't care really about you know if it goes all nature versus nurture i am with the shits to the shits with the shits but thank you um not everyone is, you know, um, much less, and, and a lot of the replies, uh, for, were women saying that, you know, stating statistical fact that, uh, a lot of times, you know, that most of the time, most of the time, most, most, most of the time, uh, women are attacked by people they know. Women are attacked by people who would know where their guns are stashed or wherever they, you know, 
keep the knives in the house. It's not as simple as taking a step back and shooting a weirdo popping out of the bushes, you know? And, um... It, again, it's hella reductive, and it's almost willful ignorance to assume that it's just easy for anyone to take a life, much less someone who um, is at a, a tactical, physical disadvantage at all times. Um, it's, it's just not... It's just not there. And um, the ability to put yourself in one's shoes. Um, woof, you know, like, this should not be hard to understand, especially once it's been being explained. Um, and, and I had a, you know, I had a little back and forth with a few people, and I think they mean well. They, you know, they, they, they feel that there, there were some who worded things very grossly, and I had to let them know that it was the the way they were expressing themselves was rather disgusting saying that you know that you're either predator or prey um completely not leaving room for protectors or uh pacifists or things like that um you know just making it so cut and dry everybody well, not everybody a lot of people just want to believe that this is a cold world in which it can be um but, again, uh, sorting everything into black or white and no shades of gray, just, um, it, it's, it's just proof that you don't have any room in your mind and heart for anything else to go accordingly to what you, uh, for, from what you are unfamiliar with. Uh, I will say this. I will never know the perils of being a woman, much less a black woman, like uh, Kia speaks here, who, um, who uh, was the original poster. Uh, I'll never know that. For me, uh, uh, being a man, I go to my car in the parking lot freely without worrying about someone being back there without worrying about someone studying my routine so that they can later assault me. I'm not worried about that. It's, it, it's so far from my mind. Like, it's, does, it doesn't exist to me, you know? Um, and that if one of them did pop out and grab me, I'm very sure, or at least I feel that, you know, I'm, I, I almost, you know what it is? I wish a nigga would. Damn, nigga! You know, nah, come on. You know what I'm saying. You know what I mean, Krang? Like, I, I wish a nigga would. Um, that's the realm that I'm in. There are people who hope a nigga don't. Just like I wish a nigga would. Um, and then there's people, there, there are women who pray that a nigga does not. You know what I mean? Uh, or, or when they're in uh, the most danger that they, they pray that it's over, I'll never know that desperation. Uh, try as I might, I can't put myself in that mind frame, but I know, at least, I know that it exists. And that, um, for some people, 
That is a survival tactic. It is a way of being able to see the next day, you know, running, screaming for help, carrying a whistle, uh, blow, uh, blowing a horn, you know. This is the best option for some people to stand there and fight back or to pull out a weapon um, is highly disadvantageous. Uh, you know, the weapon can be taken, the web they could fumble the weapon, they could misfire, uh, or you get really good with the weapon and somebody comes and asks you for the time earnestly and you turn around and you fire. Now you've murdered somebody for no reason. Um, just because you're jumpy and you have a murder machine at your disposal. Um, it's a very, very, and, and again, that, that, the, the, the line for that is very thin. It's not like a cop where you demand, a, or you have a certain posture and a certain, um, stance of authority that you can initiate and engage you know, you're a civilian, you are statistically the most victimized, and it's a very, very short amount of time between them or you. You feel me? And so some, some people choose to take away that culpability of walking the streets with a, with a murder machine um, having it at their disposal and then having to use it. Because here's the other thing that you niggas are forgetting. You're never going to be in that situation. I wish a nigga would and a nigga will never. And so I can go to sleep. Um, you know, I can rest my head on my pillow knowing that nobody, very rarely, is someone ever going to try me. And if they do, I have the tools necessary and the old ones and twos. And if I take out the blicky, I can trust that I will fire. But I've also taken into consideration the aftermath. And a lot of you niggas think that you're just Rambo. You're going to pop a nigga and then the body is going to blink away like a video game. And it shan't. It just will not. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas is really out here just thinking you Rambo, and you barely Rocky, you know what I'm saying, you, you ain't, you, I'll say that again, you niggas is barely Rocky out here, you think you're Rambo, but y'all ain't even got hands, you see the videos, yeah, listen, yeah, nigga, thank you. that's called motherfucking bars, nigga, you know nothing about that, when y'all be out here in these, 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 fighting videos these these street fight videos you niggas are throwing your hands like martin you know y'all look like martin martin lawrence fighting fighting the puppy fighting the 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 the, the thing on chilligan's island you know what y'all niggas look like so when you come in here with all that foolishness you know being the big bad wolf wishing a nigga would had had that have been me, shut shut up, nigga. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, bitch. Right. Thank you, Crane. Finally, use that against somebody who deserves it. Um. So, in conclusion, you niggas is not nearly as tough as you think you are. 
it's very easy to talk all that shit when you never have to back it up. Uh, nobody wants your butt. Um, you know, the only time you may consider that is when you going you going to uh, prison. Um, and and most of y'all niggas ain't been to county, so and that's fine. That's to be celebrated, right? But you guys have never been in these situations that you think it's so easy to just hop back, take a life, and just have ice in your ice water in your veins, and take a life, uh, despite how deserving these people could be of uh, having their lives taken. You ain't got it in you. Very few people have it in them to take a life. And also, let's not act like the 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 legal system is very kind to black women who protect themselves with firearms. Uh Centoya Brown. Um there's also the uh woman in Florida who fired a warning shot uh at a man who not around a man into the air uh and was arrested and, and incarcerated for um you know firing a warning shot. But uh you know these are things, and even if that was like a 2 out of 20 situation, even if 1 for every 10 incidents that happens, it's enough to dissuade you from wanting to do so because now you're in legal trouble. But again, these aren't things that you take into consideration when you're making your fantasies uh, of what you would do in a situation like that so you niggas keep dreaming um and at some point dream about something that's a little more realistic um in the event that your 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 twisted fantasy goes wrong you will uh you know have some ramifications consequences and repercussions to deal with uh that's just something else for y'all to think about anyway Enough of that. Um, you, you all are cretins, and you know um, you, you are annoying. Your dreams are not a reality. Jump in a casket and get your die. Sure. Thank you, Krang. Thank you. Thank you for putting the bow on that one. Anyway, here we go. Finally, um, let's let's get into the last thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, so I recently just started listening to just like just started as in today started listening to the you late podcast um with i'm sorry let me get their names together here uh you late podcast with um jasmine come on jasmine l watkins uh and there's another brother on the Jasmine, uh, Nakias, yes, uh, he just calls himself at Nakias NBA, um, and it's a 15-minute pod, um, they talked about a lot of the things that I talked about today, the basketball games, they got into some other sports, it's a, it's a very short sports cat, uh, sports pod, damn, if I could talk, um, but, um, yeah, they they got they got into a lot of stuff today, and the topic of NBA players who uh, basically the goons, you know, mid '90s and back, uh, goon players who uh, 
uh, like, uh, you know, Joe Kim Noah, of course, because they were speaking on Joe Kim Noah night of uh, how he was clapping in the ear of LeBron James um, as he and uh, Mario Chalmers were uh, arguing on the court. You know, just the things that he would do uh, as a goon. Really, to me, again, earlier I mentioned that he was more of a troll in the league. Um, I feel like he was more of a troll, but I do like the idea of what he brought to the game at that time. Um, and Jasmine was speaking on why the, uh, well, she was, she was, she was talking about wanting to have more of that in today's NBA. Um, and, and I have a hypothesis on why we do not have that in today's game. Uh, and, and simply, it simply comes down to talent in the league now. Um, you know, uh, general managers, coaches, people who are building a team are looking for more skilled players and not necessarily the hard-nosed uh, goons, as I keep referring to them, um, in these positions. You know, the, gone are the days of battling um, in the paint, battling for all the rebounds and knocking one another over and Tom Izzo with uh, the, the fucking football pads in practice you know there's kind of no more room for that with the skill level of the players along with the national ba kind of mimicking elements of the european game excuse me you won't see pardon you won't see um like the players of old and you know the the speed of the game and that sort of thing that it's not that grind out that um, bully ball of a Carmelo Anthony, even Carmelo has had to kind of fashion his game to fit today's game and, uh, you know, be more of a shooter um, on and off the dribble, things like that. Anyway, um, and so uh, right now I would like to uh, begin... I've never done a top five before, I don't think. I've only for my, um, for the, uh, Hall of Fame and the, the Hall of Shame. So, let's do this. I am going to name my top five all time goons of the National BA. I need some kind of thing to play me into this crank. Do you have something? All right. Uh, damn, Krang. Top five goons of the National BA. And, and, and uh, in all, dis, uh, all disclosure, uh, transparency, I'm doing this off the top of the dome. So if I miss something, if I miss someone who is your absolute favorite goon uh, in the National BA, I beg your forgiveness. I beg for nothing. Screw you. You make your own list. Number five. Um... Uh, Let's go with Dale Davis. Dale Davis is everybody's granddaddy. He, I bet Dale Davis very rarely lifted. He, I mean, I'm sure he lifted weights, but at the size that he is or was at, at the height of his power, I'm pretty sure he's been 
as strong as he was. He probably is still as strong as he was when he in his playing days. Um, he's probably never lifted a weight he couldn't lift. He could just lift every, like, you know what I mean? Just a functionally strong old man strength at, like, 13 years old. Like, you know, he probably, I don't know, I feel like he had, like, farmer strength. You know, and he was just walking around and he was just, and just insanely powerful. Um, very understated, the strong, silent type. I don't remember, I, I don't think I've ever heard him speak four words, but that kind of wasn't his role on the team either. So, uh, Indiana Pacers, Dale Davis. Uh, number four, let's go. Hmm. I'm going X-Man Xavier McDaniel. Just an intimidating mofo, man. Just, just baldy, just angry. I mean, he could hoop, you know what I mean? Same, same for Dale, I guess, but he was, I don't even know his, his averages, but, you know, he could also produce, um, when in the game, so it almost makes him like a, and again, this is more of the, the olden days of the national BA in the, the nineties where, you know, niggas would punch each other and it was a foul, you know, versus a tech. So, um, and just, again, just an intimidating dude. Like if you were on the street, you would not want to run into him. Uh, number three, number three, I'm going to say Kevin Garnett simply because he didn't need to be as uh, uh, a goon and intimidating. Um, he was kind of the last of that last, um, you know, the, he was kind of the last of that batch. Um, I feel like he could play in today's National BA and the National BA of yesteryear. Like if he were transported into the 90s, uh, I'll say uh, 92, um, he would have fit in just fine. You know, everybody likes to have that, that thing where they say, oh, uh, uh, these players are soft. They couldn't play in that league. Dog, shut up. Relax, okay? Everybody, anybody, thank you, anybody in, in today's league could play back then skill-wise. Now, whether or not um, a referee is going to call the calls that they should have called um, which by the way, today, uh, th this season, what is up? They're not, I, I feel like they're letting the boys play, but they're letting them play a little too much. Some, some games are looking like jail ball, but, um, I don't know. I, I hope they get a handle on it because I also don't want players getting injured. I want to watch the best players play every night. I don't want them to be babied. I don't want to see ticky tack foul calls. I do want to see the game flow, but I definitely do not want um, just bedlam. Anyway, Kevin Garnett, man, out there talking shit, telling people that their wives taste like Honey Nut Cheerios and that sort of thing, calling people cancer patients. He's a flat-out bad person when he's on the floor. So Kevin Garnett, number three. Number two, man, number two should have been number one to me. Charles Oakley. That nigga Oak, man, whatever whatever team he was going to play on, uh, 
<laughs> that motherfucker, man. Jaro's Oakley. I love Oak, man. Uh, just, uh, you know, as a Knicks fan. And um, just a, a, a fan of... He was just the perfect cross-section for me. The, the perfect Venn diagram of... Uh, yeah, the Venn diagram of what I like. Uh, if it, it, It's Charles Oakley. It's just a circle. It's just one circle. Um... But he cracks me. It just cracked me up. The uh, when when Tyrone Hill owed him money in the uh, uh, the Sixers series when uh, Oak played in Toronto. Just hilarious to me, man. Just oh my god, throwing the ball at him during the uh, warmups. That was that was pure. Mwah. That was me. Chefs kissing my own hand. Um, perfect, man. Just. <laughs> Vintage Oak, uh, and number five, number five, number one, number one, damn, number one of my top five NBA goons all time. Come on, man, we're talking about play that funky music, white boy. Hey, come on, come on. Yeah, we're talking Bill Lambeer. What an asshole. What, what a, what a dweeb. The he is the perfect, um, and this is what I this is what I talked about when you have skilled players. Some of the he is probably, I won't even say the least skilled. Probably. Dale Dale just didn't went in there did a lot of dirty work, but Bill Lambeer, um, and by dirty work I mean like you know the the boxing out the the rebounds the hustle plays that stuff. Bill Lambeer actually went out there to try to hurt people. Um, his, 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 his video game combat basketball was, come on, man, who is this for, um, <laughs> combat Shut basketball, he's right, trash, um, but, you know, you're playing with, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumas, um, and you're on a team with Buddha Edwards, who also is like, he's like number six on this list. Um, Dennis Rodman, John Spider Sally, you've got to carve out a niche somewhere. Um, they had a lot of long, tall bodies on that bad boys team. And Bill Lambeer, um making himself probably the first stretch five because he could shoot the three with hideous form but that bitch fell in somehow. Um, what was trash, you know, he had to make up for his lack of skill with his effort and his effort um, being, you know, a, a being like resoundingly the most, the dirtiest player uh, in the game. Uh, every, everybody else in the league can't be wrong. You Damn, know? nigga. Um, right, like... <laughs> I imagine everybody said that when, you know, he was, like, tying them up playing basketball. Damn, nigga! Right. Man, that's just hilarious. You're, you're on the... He's boxing you out. Boxing you out too much, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, dog. You know, and, um... And, and probably the most punched player in the league, in league history. I'll, I'd like to look that up. Uh, I probably don't have to. I feel like it's Bill Lambeer. Um... 
Yeah, and, and, and the absolute worst thing about Bill Lambeer is that he didn't even need to play basketball. His family was rich. <laughs> I, I don't think that he even went to school on a scholarship. I think he just went and he was a tall white boy and he, you know, they said he could shoot that ugly jumper and grab rebounds. So he, he ended up with a spot on the team. Anyway, uh, just the ultimate NBA villain to me, a white man who makes three-pointers, plays dirty, and ends up taking an opportunity away from someone who probably probably needed it to get their, their mama out of the hood. And here's Bill Lambeer out here playing dirty and taking up space. So there he is, number one on my goons, top goons all-time uh, NBA list, uh, unskilled bigs who who just who just took up space and anyway yeah it's meant to be yeah you don't want to be number one on that list anyway that's going to do it for us here at the shredhead pod we uh boy uh we don't have anything special lined up for next week but we'll be here should be hopefully uh lord willing uh until then y'all look that way it's a ninja vanish. Peace, nigga. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?